Welcome to One Action, a podcast by PepsiCo, where we highlight contributors to the sustainable food system across the region. I'm Rona Halabi. I'm joined on the show today by Daniel Solomon, the founder of HeroGo, a company fighting food waste by rescuing the so-called ugly fruits and vegetables. According to the Food and Agriculture Organization of the United Nations, an estimated 1.3 billion tons of food is wasted each year worldwide. If you look at the emissions that come from cars, when you equate it from the food that goes to waste, that's about 87%. And I was like, why don't we fix you know, the f- waste that comes from food? Because this is something that concerns all of us. Like uh, somebody who is in different parts of the world, maybe Asia or Africa, uh, maybe don't care about EVs because they don't drive EVs. They don't even drive, right? But everything we could all relate to is food. And if it's the 8% of the total greenhouse gas emission, and it's as big as the emission from cars, maybe we should fix that. And that's when Aerogo came about, um, which is a company that basically aims to eliminate uh, food waste by you know, making food accessible and affordable to people. But how do you do it now? How do you... Uh, reduce uh, food waste? Uh, so we at the food loss uh, point of view, our goal as Aerogo is to make sure food doesn't get to the landfill. And doing that just means working with like farmers uh, who basically have different types of produce uh, where they can't sell, uh, whether they're ugly, they're too small, they're too big, or most of them have, you know, excess um, produce. Uh, and that's where we come in. We actually get those produce uh, and we're able to basically, you know, sell them directly to customer when they deliver those produce to us. Um, but there is a point that we always talk about the ugly um, because that's something that people are starting to understand. But mm. in the MENA region, um, there's still a lot of produce that's been imported, about 80 to 90%. So you're not going to find a lot of um, ugly to say, but you would find, you know, produce that at risk of going to the landfill due to change in demand. And this is also where we come in. We're able to work with those importers to be able to take, you know, their produce and be able to find new value from, from those produce and people are able to subscribe to them as a subscription service weekly. Um, and, you know, they get their fresh, high quality produce delivered to them to their home. And they're able to basically remove items they don't uh, eat from their box and replace them with their you know, favorite items. Let's talk a little bit more about these ugly fruits and vegetables. Like, how do you define an ugly fruit or vegetable? And, you know, why do you think we really care about what it looks like? Yeah, very interesting. I think when we say ugly, like produce, uh, I think the real definition is everything that doesn't look superficially pleasing. Um, So, and we as individuals, we have different uh, requirements. Um, so sometimes, you know, my tomatoes have to be this size. They have to be this, you know, uh, perfect. And when I buy, I have to pick it up. I have to look at it. You know, it has to feel, I have to feel connected to it, right? Um, and that's where the ugly problem comes in um, because you have produce that a lot of times when you produce, when the farmer plants them, it doesn't know the outcome of those produce. Uh, sometimes, you know, a, a tomato, a carrots might basically be, you know, look wonky. Um, and, you know, sometimes they're too small uh, in terms of, you know, the size. And sometimes they're just too big. 
And when those produce, you know, get shipped out um, to the retailers in a lot of ways, um, retailers have a, a specific uh, size that produce need to be when they're being displayed. And it's not the retailer's uh, fault. It's just that we as individuals were very biased in the sense that, you know, when we design machines that sort in maybe on the farm level, um, we're also, you know, saying the carrot has to be, you know, this particular size. Mm -hmm. The cucumber has to be this, you know, six inches. All those that are sorted, they're not perfectly or six inches mm. don't make the cut. Uh, so what happens to that? The the farmer can sell the produce uh, or, you know, cannot ship them to the retailer. And that produce would be at risk of going to the landfill. And of course, when when those produce go to the landfill, it's not just like fruits and vegetables are going to waste. It's also the resources, the water that have made those produce, uh, and which is something that is very al alarming. But that's basically on a fruit and vegetable uh, perspective. But the other things that attribute to the ugly problem, uh, you know, where we the way it's been termed, um, you have you know, near expiration date uh, for produce, um, the the misalignment between use by, best by. But we as individual, we need to remain connected to, you know, the soil and remain connected to the system. We need to smell the water. We need to smell the food. We need to touch it. We need to feel it to make sure that we're not just relying so much on, you know, just the dates, right? Mm -hmm. Or we're relying on, you know, it's it has to be perfect. Yeah. And those are like the ugly problems. Yeah. And having worked here in the region, how are we doing in terms of wasting food, like compared to maybe other countries or other regions? This is one of the best places to be in the world. Uh, when, when I say that is because people are very receptive. Uh, and, you know, when we talk about the culture of, you know, if you call your friend and say, uh, I'm going to come to your house, right? The the first thing that your friend will be like, what do I need to make for you, right? Yeah. And your friend wants to make you feel welcome. And not just that, I, I think it's also connected to the way the culture, um, you know, in this part of the world is. The people just really are so great at really being hospitable. Uh, and what what happens with that is, you know, um, it, it connects to the cultural norm uh, also during different seasons, like during Ramadan is a time of sharing and, you know, all those, you know, important aspects of Ramadan. But then there's also a time that, you know, people have to eat. So when you connect all of those together, um, there's a lot of cultural uh, norms that makes food 50% higher when you're to compare uh, in terms of wasted food to somewhere in the US or in Europe, um, you know, especially when we're talking about household waste, you know, and we talk about like, you know, the Dubai culture, or, you know, when you're in Abu Dhabi, you go to brunch, you know, there's a lot of surplus, right? And those are all great stuff. But if we are not mindful of our actions, then of course it continues to increase, um, you know, the total number of food that at risk of going to the landfill, obviously, mm -hmm. yeah. It sounds like food loss is really happening across the value chain. But like, if you had to say, you know, a specific point on that on that chain where you could say that this is where most loss and most uh, waste is going into, we 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 often talk about 
you know, what happens on the farm level because, you know, a lot of food that a farmer does plant, at least, you know, in terms of the value chain, maybe up to 40%, uh, to 60% doesn't reach where it's supposed to reach. Mm. The, the magnitude and the effect is, is it's crazy, especially when you have let resources to worry about, like water, especially in the mineral region where, you know, um, water is a scarce resources, right? But, you know, when we talk about like the household waste, um, you know, that's something really big. Uh, we talk about the cultural norms, but not just the cultural norms. Sometimes when we buy produce and we, you know, we're attracted by all those big um, buy one, get one free, and we stock our fridge uh, and we have a lot of produce and we don't know the dates when they're going to go off and we don't eat the first thing we buy. So what's going to happen? We as individual, we're going to cook food, um, to serve our friends. Maybe they can't finish it. We're going to throw it away. We're going to buy produce that we're going to eat you know, throughout the week. We're not also going to eat the food in a lot of cases. Those also contribute you know, to food, uh, to food uh, waste in, it, in itself. And you know, of course, when we actually are cooking the food, we also don't think we just sometimes just throw the other essence that we don't need because yeah. you know, they're not you know, something we feel that we can reuse. Uh, and, and that's why I would pick, you know, the household level. But of course, I'm very aware that the, you know, the production is also something massive when we're talking about food, food loss. Um, but if you look at a farmer, uh, a farmer doesn't want to throw his food away. Of he, course. He, he used his energy to produce the food, right? So in a lot of cases, it's, uh, or a food manufacturer don't want to throw their food, they know the value, but if they're mandated by uh, policies, um, you know, and and laws, in some cases on use by best buy, when you need to put, you know, those produces it and store them, then it becomes a massive um, issue, uh, also. When we come back, we'll talk more about how we can continue to change the conversation about the so-called perfect produce and the impact of Hirogo so far. That's right after this short break. Welcome back. I'm Rona Halabi, and you're listening to One Action with our guest, Daniel Solomon. This is something that is, I would say, relatively new, a new concept that you're trying to introduce. So I'm sure you faced also so many challenges. And so how did you overcome them? And how did you actually uh, convince people around you that this is important, that this is a project that needs to see light? The, the data points uh, really helps a lot, right? Uh, because if, I, if I'm to say, a, you know, a fruit and vegetable, when you waste it, um, you know, stop thinking about just, it's, we're, we're wasting, you know, a tomato. Um, let's think about how many water it takes into producing um, the tomatoes, right? Then that gives us context, right? Um, and the energy. So how many four kgs of a fruits or a veg, you know, that's about four kgs of CO2 E when it lands at the landfill. That's about 852 liters of water. So when we see those, you know, data points, um, I think it start helping, you know, not just, you know, we as consumers, but I think also the policymakers, um, to also start looking at, you know, this issue is not just a nice to have, but it's something 
that if we really want to achieve, you know, food security, you know, um, it's very important that all over the world, particularly as the population of the world uh, will continue to grow by 2050. And do you feel that what you're trying to do is making an impact so far? Absolutely. I think, you know, um, the, the impact is also felt by you going around the city and, you know, you hear people talking about food waste. I mean, we're on a beautiful podcast by uh, PepsiCo and we're talking about an important topic is food waste and food loss. Uh, so definitely that's another touch point that, you know, people are becoming more aware. Um, but most importantly, um, when we look at the bigger, um, you know, uh, scale, um, there's a lot more impact because jobs will be created in the process. Uh, the consumers who are also buying the produce in in a lot of cases are also reducing their grocery bills. Um, and, you know, people who can't afford a meal in a lot of cases, like with our model, you know, we're also providing two people with a meal with every box we deliver, right? So that way, as an impact company, uh, we created a model where it's a, a win-win. So economical, social, and environmental uh, all coming together, uh, you're able to make more impact and reaching more people. Mm, that's yeah. that's great to hear, you know, because you have been doing this, like you only started this recently. So it's great that, you know, you're feeling already the impact. If people, listeners now are, uh, you know, wondering how they can also be part of this. So uh, maybe we can talk more about what is it exactly that you can offer them and how they can get in touch? How can they be involved in 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 this? I think we always say we are all champions and heroes, uh, and here we go, heroes. Um, and the reason is because we all part of the change. Uh, and like I said, you know, it's we need to just be more conscious as consumers on our little actions, whether we need to, you know, reduce our own uh, environmental impacts by reducing our own food waste, uh, by helping food, uh, redirecting them from the landfill. Um, or, you know, by ensuring that we use less plastic, um, when we can, um, so, f or, you know, just spreading the word, uh, those are like the little ways we could become, uh, heroes. And in the process, uh, I think that, you know, when we're making the world a better place, uh, you know, we, we can also be in a position, you know, as a company, uh, where, you know, if people were to join us, uh, you know, on, you know, our platform, we're helping people to save food, uh, save money, and save the planet. So giving them that three win-win uh, in the process. Sounds uh, sounds good to me. And are there plans to expand further, like to the region? Because Absolutely. I think this is something that you know, like, like for us back in 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 Lebanon, this is something that you know there are some initiatives to try and you know, reduce it, but it's not really very effective. And I feel like there's a lot that can be done on the on the regional level. Yeah, absolutely. I think that there are definitely other, you know, markets that we're currently working uh, to be in, um, you know, as we basically launched about 11 months ago. Um, and, you know, and Lebanon, like you mentioned, is also a very interesting market um, because, like you said, there's a lot of growers in Lebanon, right, um, who want to see their produce being uh, mm. you know sold and not being wasted um and also a lot of people who would actually need you know food um and so definitely but not just that um we talk about like food security we talk about you know water being a scarce resources uh you know 
being part of the change uh, as a company, making sure that you know we're we're protecting you know resources and we're also protecting the planet by not making all those gas being emitted is also really uh, important. So. Other markets definitely are very interesting for us uh, mm. in the MENA region. And how many people are now using the services? Like how many uh, people now opt to buy this produce? Uh, so since we've launched here, about 3,500 users who uh-huh. are basically on our platform, either using our recipes, because that's another another interesting thing, right? Is mm-hmm. A lot of times we also say, you know, when food goes to waste is because people don't know what to do with that you know, aubergine as an example, Mm. right? But most importantly is, you know, people really want to reduce their weekly grocery shopping, particularly as we've seen, you know, a lot of inflation around the world and people are looking for avenues to really drop down their costs. And this is why, you know, as a service, uh, we're helping consumers reduce their grocery bill. Uh, And in the process, they feel good because they're doing a little bit for the planet, making the planet a better place. You know, it's actually interesting because for me, it's the other way around. Like when I go do grocery shopping, I feel like if the tomatoes are exactly the same, then, you know, this is the conception I have that they're not really good, that they're more industrial, that they're not, you know, something that a farmer has made. So for me, when I see something that is really perfect and, you know, like the same size, the same color, the same shape, for me, (laughs) this is not appealing. You see what we're talking about, that the UAE is actually starting to lead because it means more people like you are out there who are being more aware uh, and, you know, really saying, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect, right? And and the more you're telling more people, because that's how you shop, and that's awesome, right? It's the more we we, we want value for money. Uh, or when you want to buy, um, you know, something from the shelf, you pick to check which one is going to last longer, right? Because I want to buy three of them. But we don't think, why don't I buy the one that is going to expire in a week since I'm going to have use it in a week, right? So, and as we continue to have that change in behavior, and that's why the awareness and education is really key, I think it's one step closer for us to be able to be in a position where we're able to solve for food waste and food loss. Um, And of course, the technology plays a big role uh, in this, being able to aggregate, um, you know, all of those food, whether it's from a farmer, you know, a manufacturer, you know, some food producers who have near aspiration produce. And we're also able to say, why don't you, you know, sell that to us? Um, and we're also able to sell it to a consumer base who really already sold because they're going to consume it in a week, right? So that that's, that's, that's a way to look at it. That's definitely very important. And I think we should counter that ugly fruit thought and, you know, just say all vegetables, all fruits are beautiful. Yes, There's no yes, ugly fruits, no definitely. ugly vegetables. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today. You can find out more and subscribe to HeroGo at herogo.ae. One Action is brought to you by PepsiCo and is hosted by me, Rona Halabi. We're produced by Murad bin Ayed, May Barber, Mara Hurani, and Chirag Desai, with support from Natalie Hatoum. We'll see you again next week.